0: Um, I am fixated on a past memory here of something that happened to me, um, <laughs> that I I feel like I just need to share as a form of therapy. Okay, well, let us know. <laughs> so, um, at a time at that time when LimeWire was around, um, admittedly I had downloaded some porn from this uh, platform. Right. My, uh, you know, home computer. Welcome back podcast listeners for episode number 37 of not to be technical. It's your boys Nof and Charlie, no nicknames today. No nicknames we are just getting straight into it, baby. That's I, it. Yeah. I just realized I didn't think about it at all. Like I just, I just want to straight into it.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess I'll get straight into the topics then. Yeah. We're going to have some trend in tech. We're going to follow up on some things. And we just had an Apple event this week. Uh, with a couple new updates to their iPhone offerings, their iPad Air. We'll get into that in a moment here In office. I think we should hurry, hurry and find out how the hell you are.
0: Uh, I'm doing well, doing very good. I think it seems like you're alluding to uh, some of the shenanigans we we're up to this weekend. So um, congratulations to a close friend of ours, Abby. He got married yes, uh, as a result. Got very wasted at Post ceremony engagements, um, I think I drank pretty much just straight tequila the whole night, just on the rocks, and oh baby, um, naturally uh, I was pretty litty. And uh, from I don't I don't remember a whole lot from the night. I, I mean, I have a lot of pieces of it. From what I gather, I was hilarious. What probably one of the most. Funniest nights I've ever been, at least. Yeah, uh,
1: just a, an episode or two ago, you claimed I never drink too much or blackout at all ever. Oh it's God. been a long time. You know, you were you had a rebuttal when I said that. That's not. But regardless of that, and yes, that's me now. That that's you me now. this weekend. Yeah. Dude. So the reason I said hurry, hurry earlier is one not to speed along this podcast. This podcast is at a perfect pace. There's there's no need to speed anything up. <laughs> but an <laughs> office felt differently this past weekend. Uh, So we went to the wedding. After the wedding, uh, we met up uh, over down in Miami. We went to a place called The Wharf. There's a wharf in Fort Lauderdale, which we're very well acquainted with.
0: Uh, there's an episode uh, where Charlie is discussed as the king of the wharf.
1: Uh, by an office. Uh, not yes. I did not name myself this. Now, this uh, is
0: the first time we've been to the one in Miami.
1: Yeah, The Wharf in Miami, which is actually a real wharf that's on water, which is, which is a nice change. Uh, <laughs> but what was not a nice change was just the amount of people in Miami uh, at this venue. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. and in hindsight, it is the start of spring break. So it makes sense that it's it- just getting flown. I guess people. that
0: makes a lot more sense. Just the line to get in, I was so mad, just uh, waiting in line. Yeah, not, not. I mean,
1: no one was happy at that line. I think it took like thirty-five minutes to get into the thing. But once we were in there, you know, it's it's not a bad spot. We met up with people. It was a good time. Uh, but office at this point, he was really gone. And this is both one I of was the feeling myself. You were feeling yourself. Your glasses were off. You were feeling <laughs> sexy. But there was a. I guess I'll call it a prank, uh, and I, which I think is both brilliant yet one of the dumbest things I've ever I've ever heard. I don't know how you thought of this, but essentially the whole night at this venue, you know, there's people walking back and forth doing whatever they're doing when you're out drinking somewhere. You know, it's just like people walking, trying to meet their friends, the bathroom, get foodies, whatever. So we're in a spot like kind of inside there where there's music, there you know, people are dancing, whatever, and at all of the people that were walking by our group. At this venue, the office would, when he would see people about to try to walk past, you know, people have to move to let them through, he would turn to them, get close, maybe a little shoulder pat and say, (laughs) hurry, hurry to everyone. And he must have done this. I shit you not. Maybe I would put a conservative estimate 30 times. That um, sounds about right. 30 times. And he every time just. Oh, my God. Hey, hurry, 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 hurry. With such urgency, too. Uh, and I'm cracking up. I'm loving it because I'm also, you know, pretty drunk that night, too. But and I'm like turning to everyone. We're with. I'm like, yo, he's doing it again. And everyone's
0: like, all right. Like, here he goes. So at least someone enjoyed my uh, yeah, it's my me. so-called prank. Um, And the thing is, when I'm thinking about it, in hindsight, we probably could just move to a better spot. I think we were probably like right at this junction where my back was turned to yeah. where it's like a like some sort of intersection where there's a high volume of traffic where people are trying to go in the opposite direction. And I think I just got frustrated at a certain point where people kept just trying to go around me to go, you know, keep going to the bar or whatever. And I was just like, you know, I I just want people to hurry up so that way I can, you know, continue my conversation with friends. And I apparently thought this was the funniest way of going about it. Just, Uh I guess it, so I'm just I'm, I, ushering people just like
1: okay. So I, I have to stop you there. There's no way you had that logic. Oh, I would just like these people to move along quickly so I could continue conversing with my
0: friends. Oh, <laughs> There's I'm no sure.
1: way that there is any thought. I'm, this was just
0: a prank that you thought. Of. The, <laughs> like that, that rationale is completely made up. I, I would say there is an emotional energy that followed that line yeah, uh, of logic.
1: Yes, but what I will say, Novice, it was so effective. If you ever give this a try next time you go out, it will work. Everyone was hurrying. Everyone was scurrying on through through the crowd. There was only one gentleman I could think of who really didn't like Naufice doing that. He was giving him a really mean mug. He walked back, he looked past a few times. Uh, But other than that, I mean, I'd say it went well. I'd say 29 of the 30 people reacted to it either at a neutral level or just about average, (laughs) and one gentleman did not like it.
0: I can't wait to use this at like a music festival or a concert. I think that'll go over pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we've already proved that it's quite effective.
1: But obviously, the other thing that I want to talk about that's actually been on my mind a little bit is I am getting a lot of, I don't know if heat is the right word, but people have some animosity towards me lately uh because i have a tesla now the the reason why this is happening is i found out that gas prices soared pretty late in the game like it's almost like now when i'm driving i don't like gas stations and the signs there are kind of blurred to me They're, it's it's just like one of those things you never look out for like it's like when you first notice something and you see it all the time it's like the opposite for me cuz i'm just never going anymore so i at work beating up with people, you know, everyone's like, Oh my God, dude. Like, it's like, I hate you. And I'm like, what? like, you you got a Tesla. It's like the gas prices are nuts right now. And I feel like there's a certain hatred that gets put on me for having a DV right now. Um, It's just, what could I've had? What what did I do to deserve that? I'll chime
0: in here so I can at least attest to him, just not trying to showboat the fact that he has a Tesla. Uh, I've had other colleagues who you know, I can just see that they're visibly pissed. They probably just filled up their, like, tank and spent over a $100 on gas. And they're talking to me because I'm with Charlie all the time. They're like, oh, you probably have a Tesla, too, huh? And I'm just like, no. got this beat-up Corolla, bro. I'm going to fucking <laughs> pay the same gas as you are on that, too.
1: Yeah, so there's... I, and I get it. The pro, the, uh, the prices are really high right now. But... What's interesting, too, I was talking to someone about it and and we were looking into it and the U.S. only accounts for 3% of the overall imports of Russian oil. When you hear that stat, it's like, okay, like thinking about everything that's going on with Russia and Ukraine, you know, obviously we're not accepting any imports there. Why would 3% equate to such a big thing here?
0: What I think is logical is people just thinking that there's a higher... Percentage of imported gas. Once I hear a number like that, I just think of it's being speculation of some sort, or perhaps maybe they're exporting other things that involve like the production of gas. But that would just be a shit assumption.
1: Yo, So I, the reason I asked you that is so I was given a really good answer. I had a similar kind of response or thought process as no, you. Thanks. But the reason why this happened, even though we only account for three percent of uh, Russia's oil imports. Uh, All the other countries that account for that 97% now have to find somewhere else to go. And that's going to be the same as the U.S. where we were going as well.
0: So that's why the prices go up oh, so much. Okay, that makes sense. All yeah. right, so I mean, Russia is exporting this oil to other areas, even though we're taking three yeah. percent. There's other people who are demanding the same pool of oil, which is now generating the price up for everyone. Exactly, and that's how yeah. it always
1: works in these situations. Because even if it's just one country that has a conflict or some type of oil <laughs> shortage or something, not even something like this.
0: What an interconnected
1: world. The other thing that's connected here too. So EV prices are going up, obviously it's speculation. There's always been. A A lot of supply chain issues. The other thing that Russia is kind of halting with EVs, which is related to this, is the amount of nickel production. So, nickel is, I I think Russia produces, it's also in the single digits in terms of nickel production globally, but the high grade quality or production quality of nickel that is needed for an EV electric like vehicle charger, I think they account for 20% of that. So now, EV production. That's a is, lot. Yeah. It, it's even, and I think it's one company in Russia actually accounts for 20. Damn. They really
0: picked up on the right thing to do at the right time. Ex- who do I, who are you say did the right thing? Uh, this company in Russia, just picking uh, up on the right trend at the uh, right time. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, I, I thought, I thought you referring to the war. I'm like, dude, that's, that's not a good thing to say. Uh, like, what are you talking about? But yeah. So, <laughs> so gas prices are going up. EV demand has been up and supply chain issues, but like, There's even with oil here, like this is obviously going to continue to go up. And as it continues to go up, I think people will continue to just uh, take some animosity towards me. It is what it is. But me too. I'm a a casualty of war, apparently at this point. (laughs) That is hilarious. Someone's just (laughs) like, you have a Tesla too, I bet. Like, no, I I wish. (laughs) We'll follow up and see if there's anyone else that decides to give a shit. I'm sure people will. But we did have a poll last week in one of our official follow-ups here, which is is getting ghosted on OfferUp constantly normal. Uh, I do have, in, before I put the results there, the next, so on our last episode, we talked about, I was really my first time using OfferUp recently, and I have just been getting ghosted by everyone. I had a very attractive offer for a nice bed frame, really cheap uh, already dissembled or how ha- ha- very good communication. It's in good, my, con- good, yeah.
0: good condition. Honestly, like I was surprised it didn't get kind of like sold a lot faster. Yeah. I
1: got ghosted by at least six people the next day after releasing the episode, someone came and got it. Uh, They still came three hours late. Also, yeah, against all odds. We didn't believe
0: it was going to be sold.
1: Yeah. uh, Mr. McIntosh was his name, and Mr. McIntosh did indeed come uh, pick up everything just three hours late.
0: Um, I was so annoyed by this dude, too. Like, One, his ass came so late. And then when I was helping him get shit into his car, he was rushing like his life depended on it. Like he was jumping off the foyer and like, I'm like, bro, like chill the fuck out. I'm wearing sandals and I'm not (laughs) that big carrying this shit. I like scratched my like leg on like this metal uh, nail that was on it. I'm annoyed. I didn't even know that happened. Oh yeah. Oh
1: wow. Well, sorry. Sorry. Thank you for helping me get this event out here. But
0: (laughs) Mr. McIntosh.
1: Yeah, Mr. Over your shit. Eighty-three percent of the audience did agree that getting ghosted on offer up constantly uh, is what happens. It is very normal. There only seventeen percent said no, and the people that said no, I'm surprised.
0: And the people that said no, I feel like also gave Charlie shit too in uh, the messaging, which is hilarious to me. Oh yeah, there were a few people that did uh, reach out and give you some shit, but that, that's normal. Uh, classic. But Charlie's easy to hate on. I'm. This is one of the few polls I really was like, you know, like Charlie, you are getting ghosted. At first, I was like, that doesn't happen that often, but Charlie really got ghosted like unreal. Like, I've never seen people really just take up a lie like they have about saying they're right here and they're coming and they're getting this U-Haul and all the stuff that were recapped in the previous episode and then it it just didn't show up. But
1: another thing that we talked about our, on our last episode is the Batman coming out. You weren't really sure who was starring in it, what was going on. We filled you in on those details. And it had a very nice opening, 134 million dollars in the box office. That's the second largest one in the pandemic era, uh following Spider-Man No Way Home when that came out. Uh I think one of the bigger follow-ups though is we did not yet get the Calzoni Uh, from Little Caesars, which is an odd partnership between the Batman movie and the Little Caesars pizza brand.
0: We've Uh, had a really bad run when it comes to pizza lately.
1: Yeah, we we ordered a pear and apricot pizza. I think just was that yesterday or the day before? No, I think it, it was like uh, pear
0: and gorgonzola or something uh, like that. Acid apricot. Yeah, yeah. It, it's
1: pear and gorgonzola. It, it sounded great. Person at the place, was like, oh, you'll love this. Yeah, I thought it was oh, weird. God, it, it had, But they just put way too much of the ingredients on there. It was
0: oily. It was too... So it's supposed to be a sweet and savory yeah. pizza. The description sounded good. I was hyped. The lady hyped yeah. it up. The fucking pizza had weight to it. You know, I was excited. I was like, damn, yeah. for the price of this pizza, like, I will go back to that pizza place Definitely not to get that fucking pizza, but that plus the Papa John's heart-shaped one, we're really on a bad run here these days.
1: Yeah, so hopefully the calzone can change things for us. I think the calzone has a little bit more upside. It's only $7 as well. Nice, so nice. We'll follow
0: up. We will get the calzone. Yeah. Well, enough about food, Charlie. Let's get into some trending tech. Yeah, we're
1: starting off with something hot here, a little spicy. Tinder users. Uh, Tinder, <sighs> yeah, you know, Tinder... Everything's very safe on there. There's nothing to worry about. There's not a whole documentary about a swindler or anything like that. That's been out and big right now. No swindles. So great time for Tinder to release in-app background checks. So no longer do you need to go out of the app. Big brain moves, typing in a phone number into Google. Like, oh, I, I looked into that person before I met up with them. Or you know maybe you look into some other, sir, you pay for something. Now you can do it all in the app. So they partnered with a system called Garbo. They're a nonprofit. They run online background checks. So apparently Tinder users will get two free background checks uh, per month. Then they'll have to pay a small fee, which is essentially the cost of Garbo to run this. So they're saying they're nonprofit. So they're running it at cost. It'll be $2.50 there.
0: That's not bad at all.
1: It's not. Uh, The other thing that's interesting here, too, is these background checks They'll have anything that's relevant in terms of violence, police records, court records, all that stuff. Right. But the one thing that they are excluding uh, is anything that's related to drugs, like uh, any type of drug arrest, anything like that. And and pretty much because of the racial inequality that exists between drug uh, arrest records. I I
0: respect that. And is that on Garbo's end or is that Tinder's end?
1: It's with this announcement on Tinder. So if anything, it's a joint decision. Uh, It may be Tinder a little bit more because if Garbo is collecting that, they, you know, Tinder could then display that information if
0: they choose to. So upon, you know, reading this sort of like announcement, I definitely didn't connect it to the Tinder swindler thing, which just made me realize like, damn, that's a lot of like terrible press for them. I, I did not connect the dots there.
1: It's weird though, because with the Tinder swindler, I mean, that, that whole story. And if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, it's a Netflix documentary. Uh, Essentially, a guy was connecting with people and he would get, or, you know, he would get a girl and fly them out on a private jet, nice area, luxury stuff, meet in a hotel, first date, you know, then just continue dating and have real relationships. And each relationship was being paid for by the last relationship. He would find a way to swindle money out of someone he would
0: having them take out loans use their savings all kinds of wild stuff that you would just never imagine and he just basically get them to do this because he showed them such a lavish lifestyle and really make it seem like he can pay them back very easily once a deal you know finishes up and among other things but you should watch the documentary honestly pretty solid
1: Yeah. So Tinder, I mean, you know, they say all press is good press. I could see Tinder not really being looked at too bad here, but this is good timing though. Yes, it is. Exactly.
0: It's like, I agree with you there where it's like, Hey, Tinder's name just continues to go out there. People who are looking into dating apps are going to naturally just think of Tinder, even though it has some sort of like negative connotation there, but they're just getting more of their name out there. And then they're also um, doing the right moves to take care of, you know, this sort of situation or potentially defend against it. For the record, I don't smoke weed.
1: That, that's important to clarify. <laughs> uh, did you ever download illegal music, though? Uh, d- yes, duh. I know. Well, okay. Well, I know. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just trying sorry to progress the pod. Was yeah. so good. Sorry. I'm just trying to progress the podcast naturally here. My bad. Yeah. Well, you know, they. That's the case. Then, office. I'm sure you this heard of LimeWire because they're coming back, baby. LimeWire was bought last year. The name rights to it. Of course, you know it was shut down a, nearly a decade ago. Uh, since it was essentially a platform that was really just only used to illegally download music and other games, applications, media, movies, all that. So a uh, company or a couple people bought this, uh, the naming rights last year, and they're relaunching it this year. I think it's going to be launching either later this month or in May. Uh, and they're going to launch it as an NFT marketplace. So I think it's a smart move. a Big nostalgic factor there for a lot of millennials that used to use LimeWire. Obviously, NFTs are growing, particularly within that age range, too. So they're going to piggyback off that branding through that name, get an NFT marketplace, uh, And then w- within that NFT marketplace, it's going to be focused a lot on things that are related to music, maybe um, custom, uh, maybe versions or releases of albums, or you know limited releases of music or actual songs or tracks.
0: Um, I am fixated on a past memory here of something that (laughs) happened to me, um, that I, I feel like I just need to share as a form of therapy. Okay. Well, let us know. (laughs) So, um, at a time at that time when LimeWire was around, um, Admittedly, I had downloaded some porn from this uh, platform, what? and that was done right. So, um, you know, porn was downloaded on my, uh, you know, home computer, and this was <laughs> a day where I was going to have a birthday party at my house. <laughs>
1: Wait, so, so let me, let me just say a couple things so far. One, thank you for clarifying home computer. Uh, <laughs> that no, wasn't bro. the office computer, the personal <laughs> computer, it's the library computer. This was the home computer. Yep. And, and this is the day of your birthday party. So I just <laughs> want to make sure I have all the facts lined up. as all we All the this. facts are right. lined up correctly. Beautiful. All right. So let's get into it. Your birthday party's coming up. You got the
0: port on the home computer. I got the port there ready to go. It's, <laughs> (laughs) there in my history. It's logged. (laughs) You know, you can remove the history, but for some reason I wasn't extra careful about it. It's your big day, baby. Who cares? (laughs) So I had this girl that came home with me, you know, like I, we got picked up together. She came back to my house. And mind you, I'm like 11 or 12 years old, right? And so, like, you yeah. <laughs> know, that's younger than I thought. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's middle school, no, so no, I could no. tell. You know, okay. it's like, you know, nothing crazy. You know, my mom and dad are picking me up and stuff. And you know, there's a moment where we kind of were like splitting up tasks. Like, I was kind of getting, like, it was like, you know, she had gotten dressed, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go get dressed." And while I'm getting dressed, um, you know, she was gonna go on LimeWire to download some music for the party. And oh. then I was like immediately alerted to being like, oh, no, the that's history- the wrong task to give her. Why did I give her that task? <laughs> so I immediately switched gears and I was like ushering her. I was hurry, hurry, get out of the room. Like, I got to change hurry. in here. This is <laughs> this is where I need to get dressed right yeah. now. Um, And I just remember her being like, wow, this is so look, why are you being so weird? Like, like, what do you mean? Like, just. There's another room you were about to go in there to change. Like I like, immediately like heel turned with clothes at hand and changed from one room back to mine for absolutely no reason aside from basically closing the door behind me, deleting the history of porn so that way I could get dressed and be like, oh, OK, yeah, you can go ahead and download LimeWire. And uh, I feel a lot better getting this off my chest. It's been there for like the last like 15, 20 years.
1: Well, I'm I'm very glad that myself and the audience are here to listen to provide uh, therapeutic relief here. Thank you, everyone. Um,
0: This is cathartic. I'm
1: sure you found a way to to get relief uh, with that that content as well. Uh, At some point, just not at the birthday party, I hope. (laughs) what really shocked me in that story was was not the home computer or the birthday so i i knew of course this had to be like high school or something like that but i i was thinking like if i had to guess 15 or 16 it was just
0: 11 threw me off i was just like not, right, not i saying, think it was like 14 like okay. to be more realistic so not too far off that original it's uh, okay. like eighth grade or so Maybe. A play is gonna play. You feel me? Um, uh, did we even finish what your question was? I'm sorry, I derailed that thing completely. <laughs>
1: I asked you what you thought about LimeWire becoming an NFT marketplace and you ended up just telling me about downloading porn on your home computer before your uh, birthday.
0: I think that sounds like a good response. Okay, I think, okay, we yeah, I think have- we'll leave it at that. So
1: livewire is a uh, relaunch with an NFT marketplace. It's out here. It's coming soon. You can sign up now to be waitlisted. You have early access. If you're into NFTs, they also claim that early adopters of this signing up into the platform will get a free airdrop of an NFT. So go ahead and check that out if you're into that type of thing. Uh, The last piece of trend in tech news we got here, this is something that I think is very good and long overdue for uh, content creators or people that help content creators on Instagram. So they have now just released something that they're calling Enhanced Tags. So we all know what tags are in terms of you have a picture, you click on it, you add people to it, you tag them to it. It's in their tag photos on their profile, which is a great way to lurk someone if you really want to see the type of content that they're tagged into. Don't just look at their profile. Take a look at those tag photos. You'll see what they're really about.
0: Mine are almost like all work photos. I'm oh, pretty well, sure. now it is. Yeah. We yeah. have that. I
1: think we talked a little about, it. there's this profile that like ranks our shoes and stuff at work and we're all tagged in it. So it's like all these shoes now. Oh, mine. I
0: didn't even think about that. I guess yeah. that makes, I yeah. was just thinking about just like our work has really like oh, active oh, social right. media. Yeah, it so it's just like me with a group of people constantly. Yeah. It's just like me at work, me like at another event. They're good photos. Yeah. I was going to say some of these photos really flatter me. Like there's like this one room where like when we take a photo, my arms look jacked and I'm always like, oh, hell yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, it's
1: the men's restroom on the second floor of the building. Uh, yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> but we all just gather in
1: there real quick. <laughs> we, all, we all gather in there for office <laughs> events, and we take a little photo for the culture, you know? But no, Instagram, so is adding enhanced tags for photographers, maybe people that are songwriters or that create the music that's used in a video or a post? So, you know, right now, of course, people can put photo credits and say photo credits to XYZ person, but now if you click into a photo... You'll actually be able to see photographer uh, if they're tagged XYZ person, music by XYZ person. Oh, I like
0: that. Honestly,
1: that's good. It is. And there's been a lot of issues, too, where there's been people that are photographers or creating music or content and they're not getting credit for it just because maybe they don't have a big of a reach or something like that. And then someone else takes it. So this is the way to, hey, you could still use someone's content. You know, of course, if you have that permission, post it on there you know, not have to promote, I guess, uh, I don't know why there was hesitation to do this before, but I think really what it's doing more is fostering people uh, to have the proper credits in there. And yeah, because I guess them.
0: it's like the way you're going to credit someone yeah. is either like Hey, you either forgot or purposely yeah. forgot. And then you write it in the comments so it's a little bit more descriptive. Like, oh, credits to Charlie for taking this photo, or yeah. you know, you know, people just are weird about it for some reason. Yeah. Sometimes I don't, I don't get that.
1: Yeah, but this is a nice way to integrate it in with the platform and yeah. really give
0: people that credit they
1: deserve. Give them their respect. Give know? them their respect. Yeah. yeah, we're giving some respect to is Apple's event, uh, which was our main meaty topic here. But oh, I will yeah, say, you know,
0: we on that. Yeah, we're always Apple train. fanboy, on that Cheap vibe.
1: That's right. Everyone called walled garden. Not everyone calls us this, but it, we, <laughs> we like Apple products. We're fanboys. We're about it. I will say that this Apple event had some good updates. I think for more of their budget products, and we're going to jump into that in a moment here. A little underwhelming, though. Yeah,
0: poor boy gang. What's up? We we up, but uh, so it's really. Um, To be on a more serious note, it's like the more budget products and then the hilariously other side of it, which is like the more like high end. If you're more of like a producer, really in the high end creative end of work. Someone that Um, should get
1: credited on Instagram with an enhanced tag or uh, something. Pretty much. And
0: I just feel like the market share for this is a lot lower. But 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 in true Apple fashion,
1: they started off with a hot update really important Mm. Um, in the past. We've joked about this Ted Lasso random music. I forgot what some of the other dumb ones they had. Like honestly, we made
0: like a similar joke to this, which I don't want to unveil before you say it.
1: Okay. I'm not even sure you're alluding to, but the thing that they announced first at this event is guys Friday night. We know what you're all doing. We've made it exclusive to Apple plus TV or whatever they call it. Friday night, Friday night baseball is exclusive now on Apple TV
0: Plus. Oh, I didn't know that's what you were going. to... I was not aware of this at all. Oh, I that, clearly, this was
1: how they led. They started off with this, so they oh announced God, this. Dude, why like do one they one do those, that?
0: Yeah, you know, they're just acquiring more stuff. So I just feel like these are terrible hooks for like most fucking people.
1: I, I mean, people still like baseball, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely. We got to throw like a
0: poll up about who likes fucking baseball. Because who like does anyone like baseball? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: you know what I like when I post a poll and I, I word it like, does anyone like? <laughs> You'll get the people that, like, get it, and they're like, no, right? Like, no one, like, oh, it's not common. Or maybe they like it, and they put yes. You're like, what the hell? But then you get
0: the literal people. The people are who like, are, like, getting yeah, into the semantics of the question yeah. at hand.
1: I, and there's one person I'm thinking of in particular, wherever I've worded a poll like this on our Instagram, where they're just like, well, yeah, I don't really like it, but, like, I think a lot of people like it, so I voted yes. And it's like, okay, like, come on. Like, it's read oh, between the lines here. You know, Some
0: of our listeners, you know, we, we love them, but... That's why sometimes we got to review the show format. You that's feel right. me? <laughs> we haven't
1: reviewed the show format in a while. They're, they're probably really confused. You're right. But yeah, if you're don't be confused anymore about Friday nights in, in where the MLB games will be, there'll be two games back to back double headers is what we call them in the biz here and off. And they will be exclusive on Apple plus TV. I'm not even sure if the baseball season started. I have no idea, but Apple surely should know this. It, it, I just it. don't
0: care. Just, why. Yeah.
1: They they what? always started off. It, it's like it's so we've talked before about a shit sandwich approach, which is one of my favorite things in business that I've learned, which is, hey, let's say you have three plus updates and just one of them is not that good. You start off with a nice update. You say, you know what, guys, here we go. This is a good
0: update. Just put it in the middle.
1: In the middle, this is where it becomes a shit sandwich. You're like, oh, yeah, this isn't that good. You know, but, you know, it, it is what it is.
0: Naturally, you remember things that are in the beginning of sort of a yeah. presentation and at the end. And yeah. whatever's in the middle kind of falls through the cracks. Yeah. Perfect way of going about it. And
1: then it. the the bottom piece of that sandwich bread, that nice toasty bun, will be something good again, obviously. But try to make that a solution, right? So for here, this is almost more like with Apple, what they're doing is maybe I would call it a shit flatbread where it's on the top of it. It's just like just their worst update. No, maybe like a a small subsect of people care about this, but then they really get into the meat and potatoes
0: of the presentation.
1: I hate saying meat and potatoes. That's why I said it different. It's like one of these terms I continue to hear. You do use
0: it a lot in like, like presentations. You're like, I'm going to get into the meat and potatoes. Actually,
1: actually I don't, I use it more kind of, um, I think
0: sarcastically. I I don't know. I think you're wrong. I've seen you say it more often. I'll call you out.
1: Oh yeah. Call me out next time. All right. Let's call out some of these products instead of. I'm honestly potato. so
0: annoyed that that's how they let it. I so I clearly didn't watch the Apple event this time. I really just got the highlights and things yeah. that I thought were important. But, God, Apple! Like,
1: can you do a better hook? All right. So one of the first things that they announced here is a lot of iPhone updates. So they're they're more budget friendly iPhone. It's called the iPhone SE. Uh, this one is starts at I think of 429. Uh, It's
0: been updated, though, quite a bit in office. What are some of those new features on? So when I first saw this, honestly, Charlie, I thought this was kind of like anytime I see SE, I'm kind of immediately turned off. But that's just because I don't go for that lower budget range of Apple products. But it's honestly pretty good. It's got the same processor as the iPhone 13, upgraded camera support for 5G. And it's uh, more like it's always like the more durable one. So it's like cheaper, but has really good specs. Um, this is the perfect type of product I realized after the fact was like, I would like to buy this type of iPhone for my mom. That means she's like on the current line of phones, has for the most part all the features, but I know she's not going to be some sort of power user or really get into like the weeds of knowing how to use her phone. She's going to kind of always be at the baseline, but I know that we can always communicate well and she needs an upgrade. So, um, that's my demographic. But who do you think this is like a good phone for?
1: I think just a more budget-friendly Apple consumer it doesn't need all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Um, it, although this one does have a few of those bells and whistles. It has the same processor as the better iPhone 13 in terms of specs. Much more durable body. The camera's been updated. It also has support for 5G, which is more and more coming up as like a selling point for phones as everything's getting updated there. So I think it is a good update. It's They're making sure that they're getting all different types of their target audience and getting them updated well here. And we'll have a little bit more on that soon with the iPad that was released, but yeah. staying with the phones though, they only had one small tweak for the iPhone uh, 13s and 13 pros. Uh, very novice, cool. It's a very cool one. Uh, do you want to do the honors? of I'll, announcing I'll do it? the
0: honors only really because this is what I thought you were going to lead with. Originally um, they have a new color for each of the models for the 1313 pro it's a new green color um the 13 pro is a little bit lighter what they describe as an alpine green uh i don't know if anyone's getting out of their fucking seat for this one like very cool i'm
1: firmly seated for this one Uh, i don't Uh, want a green phone iphone 13 it's It's so funny the excitement that they they try to show during the presentation with these, and it's like okay, like that's great that there's a green color, like a good option if you like green. I just like wonder this
0: corporate meeting where I know none of them care, and they're just like, all right, we really gotta amp this up. Like, how do we get excited about this? Like,
1: yeah, well, what they really amped up was their (laughs) Mac Studio line, and that's the one that we were alluding to earlier, where the Mac Studio is. They're higher end, really made for creatives, uh, type of uh, desktop uh, product that they have here. Uh, and their big thing here comes to their chips. So if, if you're not familiar with kind of Apple's in-house chips that they've been using now uh, in their MacBook lines, now in the iPads as well too. Uh, but the Mac Studio, there's an M1 chip. There's then the M1 Pro. There's an M1 Max, and now there's an M1 ultra as well so there's four different variations of these m1s in office you may be wow. wondering what do i need to know about these m1 chips like what the ultra the the max what do i need to know and it's all super fast that's all you need to know it's super fast it's good baby if the word that proceeds after m1 sounds better it is better that's really uh there's a way more specifics to that but honestly that is the
0: gist of no, it no honestly yeah uh, it's a I'm always impressed with how they just Apple does a good job of dumbing down technology for people to get it. And like ultimately, like each predecessor is like two times or like each successor in this line of four different types of M1s is two times faster than the previous generation. So making it really simple, this new M1 Ultra is eight times faster than the baseline M1. Cool. Cool very simple way of keeping up with how good this technology is. Once you know what the other ones are like, um, the Mac studio is like a souped up version of what was called the Mac mini. So sort of this like desktop version of Mac people, again, like who are creatives are going through it. I feel like when I immediately think of this, I think of people who are, um, either doing some sort of photo manipulation, um, you know, uh, video editing or like, um, you know, you're a producer and you're doing like audio editing specifically. So, yeah, um, I think the demographic, it's so interesting. Like, I don't know how much development power goes behind this, but I just feel like the market share of people who are buying this are not high. I just don't see a lot like this is not for your everyday consumer. This is more of a corporation related, you know, purchase. And I feel like people who are doing this are just like they can spend the money to do it. Yeah, um, that I mean, goes into the pricing.
1: Yeah, the pricing for the M1 Max version, which is the second best chip sh- uh chipset, uh is 199. It starts I'm sorry, $1,999 is what it starts at there. And if you want that M1 Ultra, it's essentially $4,000,
0: which is fucking
1: nuts. It's very expensive. Now, they also released the Mac Studio displays at the same time here. So a accompanying uh, monitor that can come with this. Uh, So, of course, you can use any monitor with the Mac Studios. You can use up to four studio displays and a 4K TV with it. Which is a lot.
0: That's actually uh, like that's a setup. That's a huge set.
1: Again, a more corporate level thing, like, you know, pretty big production studio, perhaps. Uh, But with the Mac Studio display, it's 27 inches. It's a 5K display. Uh, It has a very nice, sleek design that looks similar to the M1 iMac release from last year. Uh, But the mics, the cameras and the speaker systems in these things, Apple touts is the best ever released in their products. Again, really geared towards creatives. Uh, I know that the Mac Studio display also has a pretty high price point as well. I think it's like $14.99 or $15.99. It is $15.99. And there's also different options too for how you want to mount it. There's three USB-C ports on the back. So again, this is something that I think is really not going to be geared towards your typical consumer. But definitely at a corporate level thing. Uh, I think one of the ones that I think we are more excited about and we think is definitely a good upgrade and one that we would recommend if you're in the market for this this is the new iPad Air. This is the fifth generation of the iPad Air. They put some really nice upgrades in here. This one also, this is the first time the Air has the M1 processor. So we just talked about for the Mac Studio, that really high-end piece of hardware. There was the M1. We've had the Pro before, and now those have the upgraded versions being the Max and the Ultra. But the M1 processor being here and the more budget-friendly iPad Air is huge for this product line. This is essentially a MacBook grade uh, hardware piece in here that really makes it fast. Very powerful. Uh, it's up to, I think, 60% faster than the last iPad Air, which I think came out in like 2020 or 2021. And that was already very yeah, fast very in recent. Itself. Yeah, they did some yeah. awesome
0: upgrades recently to this line and they just made it better.
1: Yeah. So that's probably the biggest upgrade here. Uh, and the fact that they're doing this in the more budget friendly iPad is huge here. Uh, They also have a much better camera where it's a 12 megapixel ultra wide one. Uh, It supports a feature called center stage, which if you're not familiar with that is when you are using an Apple product, particularly in FaceTime or in some type of conference meeting, it will actually center the video while you have the iPad stationary. Maybe it's on a magic keyboard or just propped up however you have it as you're moving around and talking uh, during that presentation.
0: And this feature is huge on iPads. I don't think there's a lot of listeners who have this, but if you're looking about getting into one, it's, it's essentially like iPads have, when you have your, you know, the holding the iPad horizontally, the cameras at a weird angle and it does an incredible job of centering you. Otherwise you're at this weird frame all the time. At least it was before this update was pushed out around 2020.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's something I even have not used that much in terms of on my iPad, but I've seen videos. I've seen how it's been utilized and it does look really cool. If I use my iPad a little bit more for these things, I think I would really like it. But when it comes to that M1 chip and how fast it is, so there's eight core GPU in that as well. And if you're not sure what oh, that yeah, means, again, Jeeps. more cores, the better. Baby. I love Jeeps. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why, you're, why are you talking about Jeeps?
0: Sorry, that was my uh, acronym or just quick way of saying GPU. And people get excited for eight cores.
1: Oh, GPU and you're saying Jeeps. I got
0: it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. That eight core GPU
1: does make it twice as fast, Apple is saying, two times faster than the best Windows computer in its price range. And its price range, by the way, is $599, which is pretty good for an iPad, especially one of this caliber. So they're saying a lot here. Uh, They also, within this price range, like everyone else, is a 5G chip in it now. So if you do elect to go with the Wi-Fi plus over air option, the network option, you can utilize the 5G network.
0: Nice. There's a better USB-C port. Oh yeah, that's big. They finally have transitioned from lightning to USB-C.
1: Yeah. Which is, I didn't know that the last Airs were still on lightning. If
0: that was. The- yeah, that's, that was a, that was a miss on them. Like overall, like Apple had updated the design, they update a lot of stuff, but the airline is hot right now.
1: It is. And it, this is one that honestly, so the iPad pros, that's what both the and I've had, I've had mine since 2018 and it's still rocking and it, it's super quick. I know you have a newer version of it. And we love them. But if I were in the market right now to buy an iPad and I was really comparing this new uh, iPad Air and the iPad Pro, it would be tough right now to justify it. I do think the iPad Pro will get a refresh within the next year or two. That probably would make a big difference again. But with this chipset, getting it to be USB C, uh, it's a nicer display as well. it, It is a very attractive option within that price point.
0: Yeah, overall, like if you're if you're your average user of just technology like this, this is what I'm going to recommend. If you have any interest in an iPad, I think the refresh is awesome. Like across the board is great. There's only probably two things that are a little bit strange about it uh, in comparison to like the normal Apple products. It's they've still got like touch ID versus face ID. Um touch ID is not the button it's in the power button. So like it, yeah. that lock button. So that's fine. It's not a big deal. It kind of works. It's not as like smooth as like a full button, but Hey, not a huge deal. I don't think most people are going to think about it. Um, and then the other thing here, I forgot the other thing. So give me, uh, it is the other
1: thing that is a little weirder is that they don't have a green color because the only colors I see here are space gray starlight, Pink, purple, and blue. So <laughs> um, they made this big thing about the alpine green and the green for the iPhone 13 Pro, but they don't even put it on
0: the iPad here. I honestly don't love like all the pastel colors on this. I do like the lavender though. I'm going to give, I'm going to give a fucking kudos to the lavender. That color looks nice. You mean nice. purple or starlight? Is that starlight? Uh, starlight I, is looking no hot. La-
1: there's no lavender. So I'm assuming purple or starlight. Yeah,
0: it's the starlight. Let's okay. go. Um, that's looking hot. I do like that. I wouldn't get it, but I like it. I always um, get
1: space gray.
0: Every yeah, pretty time. much me too. That's
1: just what I do. Dark um, mode, space gray, black things. thing. It definitely your style.
0: Oh, the other thing about this iPad is um, that's a little strange is the storage options.
1: Oh, that's um, right.
0: 64 gigs, 128. 64, kind of fucking ridiculous. It's so low, like...
1: Yeah, the base model being 64 gigabytes is bad. You know, a lot of stuff is cloud storage based now, understood. But like, yeah, just especially now that they're promoting the M1 chip and that it has eight cores and can play games on there, like real AAA title games, right? However, it's... Not a lot of space. Sixty-four yeah, gigabytes it, to download a game, like a couple games too, if, it, especially it, bigger ones.
0: Exactly. You have to think about what you're putting on your phone. So in that sixty-four, obviously, some like the um like the the phone software by itself is taking up a lot of that storage just naturally. Yeah. And then from there, like when you have an iPad, I feel like it's kind of a little bit more natural than your phone to just download whatever apps that you want on there because it's a little bit, it's like this weird recreational device that you can use a little bit more on the serious end. And you put stuff on there. You might not be taking as many photos and videos as your phone is, but 64 shouldn't be really an option. It should start at 128 and go from there. Um, Those are really the two downsides. And then for me overall, man, um, my hot take here is I'm annoyed that right now Apple is in this weird transition between their lines where they're just blurring the lines between all these products. The iPad Airs are very close to the iPad Pros. The iPad Pros have all this souped-up power that where they're all very similar to having the same amount of computing power between MacBook Airs, like literally laptops versus the same iPads. They're all almost the same, but slightly different based on very little things like face ID or storage, which if you were to get a standard device, these types of things don't like, they don't actually cost a lot of a difference, but between the product lines, they upcharge them in a way that it's ridiculous. So I'm a little frustrated by that, especially when it comes to having these devices that have so much power and you're sort of, I guess you're held back specifically by software. Um, These things could handle Mac OS, but they're not giving it because it just continues to blur the lines between things. A little yeah. annoying apple. I'm just going to say it, whatever.
1: It it is annoying. I think with all these releases kind of alter alternating each year or product it, it it does blur the lines between what is the better option to make or really is the iPad Pro even pro anymore? Is the MacBook Pro that different than the iPad Pro? And what Nova's just said at the end frustrates me too. The iPad Pro I have is strong enough to essentially be a laptop but they won't allow you to run Mac OS or just what would be on a MacBook to make it more like a computer or a laptop.
0: Yeah. They won't, they won't it's allow the that software stuff. on there. It's like just, moving around files. Yeah. Pain in the ass. Multitasking, which I remember we had discussed yeah. in the past in a couple of episodes, super excited about upgrades to multitasking. It's lackluster. Yeah. Do I still fucking love my iPad? Hell yeah.
1: Of course. But it, just a couple annoyances there. I would say to, to summarize the event, Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to speak for both of us here. I think the only two products that we really recommend here are the iPad Air. If you are looking for a new iPad, this is really an excellent choice. And then the iPhone SE, if you are looking for a phone and you're someone that really doesn't need all the high-end features, you don't care that much about having the greatest camera on there. Your phone is really just your phone. You want it to do the basics, but you want it to do a good enough job and still be a nice phone. The iPhone SE is a great option for that or a good gift also for someone that's maybe a little bit older, doesn't care about, you know, the bells and whistles as much. Well.
0: You completely covered it, Charlie. These are two great devices for your budget-friendly users who still want to have tech that's in 2022. That's right.
1: Um, Especially if the rising gas prices, you can
0: be mad at me,
1: but then, yeah, yeah.
0: you know, get a budget-friendly Apple device. You already know what it is. Well, Thank you for listening to episode 37 of not to be technical. We know Our there's a live
1: recorded episode, by the way, you uh, didn't say that on the front. I didn't. End. I, I didn't. Know. You got to let the people know that 37 really means 39 confused. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, they did on the front end. Now they're even more confused. Well, thank you
0: for um, jumping in and ruining my whole outro. Um, I pulled a you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> thank you for listening to the episode. You guys know what to do. Rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Jump and follow us on social media, and make sure to engage. We love to bring these follow ups. You can find us on Instagram at Not To Be Technical, uh, on TikTok, which we still don't have content at, on the same handle Not To Be Technical, and Twitter, which Charlie is active on at Not To Be Tech. We love you, and have a great day or night. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.